So I'm super excited this morning because the really cool thing about today is our whole team is on the platform with us today. If you're at home, give them a big hand because they've been wonderful today. We have pastors. Don, you, we'll, we'll hear from Don here in a minute. Wave at him. Um, Pastor Don, if you're having a rough week, that's who you want to reach out to. Pastor Don Anderson is amazing. And um, one of the greatest ministries we have here is our recovery ministry. And Don leads that ministry. So thanks for being with us today. We love you so much. And Randall, um, all of you and, and our, our uh, awesome hospitality team in the back and our prayer team. Thank you guys so much. So I'm not going to lie to you guys today. And, and I'm also really glad to have you um, up here today with me. And she's pretty. She looks good. Look at her. She knows. I don't know how you can do that so fast. You're doing awesome. Um, I've thought about this a lot. I've been praying about this a lot this week. My question would be as you're sitting right where you are today, how is your soul? We went into Lenten season, and we're going to come out of it differently than we went into it. So I ask you again, how is your soul? If you're visiting with us today, I want to say welcome. If you go to another church, thank you so much for tuning in to us today. We are so glad to have you. And we're asking this question because we're in the middle of a series called Soul Reset. Pastor Junius Dotson wrote this book in a time when he was in a dark place in his life and in his ministry. And it kind of coincides, guys, in where we are today. It feels like a dark place, doesn't it? It feels like a place where we want to have answers where we want to understand what is going on, where we want to be able to help, where we want to give a timeline. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to have a timeline to know, okay, when is this gone? But we don't have those answers. So for the third time, I ask you today, how is your soul? Mine, to be real honest with you, it's a really hard answer for me. I struggle between faith and I struggle between fear. Am I living in faith with this decision or am I living in fear with this decision, whatever that decision might be? During times like this, we have way more questions than we have answers. During times like this, our minds can begin to play all kinds of crazy games with us. There is so much fear right now. There is so much anxiety. And here's the thing. In our strong faith, what we do know is that God is with us at every point. But we know this. God did not give us the spirit of fear either. But what do we do now? What do we do now? When it seems like everything around me brings fear. 
So our scripture today that we're going to talk through is a song. I love scriptures that are songs, but it's a song written because of a dark time. A dark time in the writer's life, he begins to write this scripture, and it comes from Psalm chapter 42, and I'm going to start in verse 1. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night. Did you hear that? My tears have been my food day and night. That's a low place to be. While people say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one. With shouts of joy and praise among the festive throne. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. For I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of the Hermon, from the Mount Mazar. Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. Ooh. By day, the Lord directs his love. At night, his song is with me. A prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? How many feel that way right now? How many read the news and you have felt that way? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? Once again, where is your God? Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? But here we go. Put your hope in God. For I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. When life is the hardest, here are some points today that I want us to focus on. When you're asking, what can I do? Well, here are three things I'm about to give you that you can do. The first thing that you can do in the book, we're, rem we're reminded of this, and I loved it so much. We have to remember we have to remember. When David hit this low point in his life, he remembers something. He remembered a bunch of somethings. He remembered the moments of worshiping God. Ain't nothing like a good time in worship. Amen? Amen. We get that every Sunday. Even in this empty room, we get to worship. Even in your room, right where you are, worship isn't about these four walls. You worship right where you are. David remembered his worship. David remembered what he felt like to be in the presence of God. Listen, 
Listen, listen. God's presence is always with us, but there is something that happens when we acknowledge his presence. God is with you right now, but there is something that changes and shifts when we acknowledge the presence of God right where we are. In the presence of this chaos, in the presence of this fear, in the presence of what is worrying us and burdening us, in the fears that we feel like we don't know, acknowledge the presence of God, not the fear. David remembered what the peace that passes all understanding felt like. Let me tell you, that's a peace that I can't even begin to preach or explain to you. But David remembered what it meant to walk in peace, but a peace that only God could give. Then David remembered something kind of interesting. He remembered the times of thanksgiving. When I think of this, I think of Paul and Silas. David, I think of when literally Paul and Silas were in prison. And it wasn't prison like we were used to. It was a dirty prison. And what does the scripture begin to say they did? It says they begin to praise. And when they began to praise, the chains fell. Now, I always think it's because God began to tap his foot to their praises. But we don't praise for what God will do for us. We praise to remember the goodness of God. We do not praise for what God will do for us. We praise to remember the goodness of God. David remembered. In Pastor Junius's book, he's got a phrase that I'm going to start using. It was one of my favorite things. He says, one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to yet praise When the storms come against me, I'm going to yet praise. When things look bleak, I'm going to yet praise. You know why? Because he says, even here in the pit of depression and desolation, yet will I praise the God who is good and faithful no matter what I am facing. Y'all better be saying amen at home. Lynn, Mervyn, y'all better be saying amen at home. Let me read that again. He Even here in the pit... Of depression and desolation, yet will I praise the God who is good and faithful no matter what I am facing. Yet praise. We keep praising. Maybe for some it's too hard to praise for the right now, then praise for what is to come. If you can't praise God for what you're feeling right now, then praise him for what he's already working on and doing. When you get scared, yet praise. When you feel anxiety coming on and you are tired of the news. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of the news. I'm tired of hearing about toilet paper. I'm tired of hearing about the news. And I'm tired of hearing about everything that's wrong and nothing seems right. Yet praise. I'm going to pray And I'm going to praise through my finances, through my fears, and every breath 
I want to praise. And then the third thing I'm going to do is I'm going to keep praying. No matter what is canceled, (laughs) they can't cancel my prayer. They cannot cancel my prayer. Nothing can cancel or change your conversation with God. Thank you, Daisha. Praying keeps us constantly connected to God. So if you're feeling lonely, you're feeling despair, I don't know, for me, what I feel right now is I don't like not having the answers. I don't like not knowing. But if I knew, then why would I need faith? If I knew... Why would I even need to preach about faith? If I knew, then what's the point of my faith? Because I'm going to need faith till I get to heaven. Faith isn't faith for any of us until it's all we're holding on to. Faith isn't faith until it's all I have. And right now, what we do have more than anything is our praise, our prayer, and remembering our faith. That's what we have. There is something so comforting about a conversation with your creator. The creator who understands it better than we ever could. The creator that knows better what we're feeling than we know. So what do we do now? As you know, the next couple of weeks, this is how we're going to be doing church. That means you get to wear your PJs, but not forever. That means you don't have to worry about parking in the parking lot, but not forever. That means that you can control the volume, but not forever. Amen. Amen. What we're living through now is a real life lesson. And how we deal with the hard things in the future. What we're living through now is a real life illustration of how a soul reset can help us deal with the difficult times in the future. Because we will have difficult times in the future, there is no doubt. This isn't the end times, but this isn't the end of bad times. There are going to be more difficult times to come. This is just preparing us For future. Despite what some people out there are telling you, this ain't the end. This is a difficult time we will get through. This is a difficult time that we will face together. And this is a difficult time that's going to bring glory and honor to God. Because we know that he's working in the midst of that. We've survived recession. 9-11, Ebola, Hurricane Katrina, Hurricane Harvey, and many national crises. We're going to get through the coronavirus. As my friend Veronica says, the beer virus. We're going to get through it. (laughs) We will survive this. You know why? Because we will remember. We will praise. And we will pray. 
This brings us to a place of soul reset. This brings us to the best time we could ever through this Lenten season stop and reset our soul. And as we come to a close, what I want to do right now is I'm going to have probably one of my all-time favorite people that can pray the heavens down. Mr. Dave Arena, I'm going to have him come and I'm going to have him pray with us all. And right here together with you right there in your room, maybe you're in a coffee shop, wherever you are, we're going to pray with you. We're going to believe with you. We're going to praise with you. And we're going to remember with you the goodness of God. We're not alone, Dave. Amen. You're not. We're not alone, bro. I'm not God. You're not God. He is God. That's right. And he is more than enough. Amen? Amen. Amen. Father, we're drawn near to you. I think when I was a little kid and I would play with magnifying glasses, whenever I'd move away from the object I was looking at, it became distorted and upside down and all wonky. But when I moved up close, it's amazing the detail and the splendor I could see. And that's the way it is with you, God. We've got to draw close in the midst of this crisis. The circumstances behind us may seem overwhelming to the world. They may seem overwhelming to our nation, to our county, to our friends. But God, our eyes are not on our circumstances. Our eyes are on you. We will worship you. We will praise you. We will remember the times where you moved mightily in our lives, the times where you healed our diseases. God, we thank you that you surround us every minute of every day with your presence, with your love. We thank you that you are Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God who heals his people. And we pray for the safety of our congregation, for the safety of our community, and Lord, even for the safety of our world. Father, receive glory from these circumstances. Show yourself powerful as you've done so many times before. Give us faith. When we face the fears, help us to keep our eyes on you and not to give in to those fears and let them cause us to become troubled. You say in scripture that we are to cast our cares on you, to throw them violently, get rid of them. And that's what we do, God. We don't want to hold on to them. Just like a hot potato, we throw it on you and let you deal with it. And we'll trust you to do all that you claim that you do. Father, your word is true. You're the same yesterday. You're the same today. And you'll be the same forever and ever and ever. And that's why we love you and trust you. You are trustworthy. We love you, God. We love you, God.